Hey there, everybody. It's Mike, and you're listening to Blast from the Cast, the show where we talk about anything and everything Disney, and we'll interview some cast members, past, present, and possibly future, and today we're doing just that, and we're talking to my good friend, Heather. Heather and I both worked at the Emporium back in 2015, and we just had a blast working there. And I want to talk to her specifically, one, because I miss her, haven't talked to her in a while, and two, because she worked at both Disneyland and Disney World. Can you believe it? She's been on both coasts working there, and uh, I think that's really cool and brings kind of a unique perspective to just being a cast member. Um, But she's one of the all-time greats. Uh, Definitely, as you'll learn, the first person that ever reached out to me and while I was a scared, frightened little cast member stepping onto the floor for the very first time, or on stage, I should say, not on the floor. Come on, Mike, get it right. Anyway, I uh, hope you enjoyed this conversation that I had with Heather. It is a doozy. It's a good one. kick things off here what is your disney story so like how did you get started working at disney um i got started working at disney really as a fluke um i never set out to start working at disney it wasn't oh. like a childhood dream that i was gonna go work there i know really disappointing for uh Womp. disney fans everywhere um <laughs> no so i'd been going to school down south realized that was a mistake um and transferred back home to Indiana to go to Ball State, um, which is something I just wasn't really interested in. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I just started applying for internships. And um, funny enough, SeaWorld actually called me back. Um, <laughs> they actually offered me a job, but they wanted me to start on the date of my brother's wedding, which was oh. awkward um, because I was in the wedding on account of oh, being yeah. my brother's. Um, and they wouldn't, they wouldn't budge on it. So I turned down SeaWorld, um, probably for the best. And then, then Disney called and they were super cool about it. Cause they wanted to do the same thing. Um, and they gave me my own start date were super flexible and then ended up moving down there and falling in love with working for the company, stayed with them for a long time. Mm-hmm. How long was that? Um, I guess two and a half years like in the mm-hmm. grand scheme, isn't that long. Um, but it was the longest yeah. I'd ever stayed with a company up until now. Yeah. Um, so did Disney world for the college program for eight months, um, mm-hmm. ended up getting accepted to the Disneyland college program right after. So went home for a couple of days, flew, drove out to California, um, stayed there for eight months and then, um, got a call from Florida and they asked me to come back to be a regular cast member and stayed there for about a year, year and a half or so. Yeah. And that's yeah. where I came into play. And that's where I met wow. Mike. Ugh. I still he remember. Was alone at the back of zone four. So, oh, wow. So weird that you just said that. Cause I was thinking, I was like, well, when, when was the first time that I met Heather? And it was that moment. I'm glad you remember because I, that was the first time that I had walked on stage in costume and I was with, what was her name? Miranda. Yeah. And our trainer just <laughs> left us. And I was, yeah. 
and you were just like hey i'm heather <laughs> and i'm like standing there like slightly freaking out because i you know again it was like my first time on stage and i was like so excited yeah. to be there but also just like i don't know what i'm doing here and um you were so cool and immediately very nice to me and, and we were immediately friends yeah. in my opinion but um yeah it was yeah, yeah, no. I what I saw you guys and you were you and Miranda were just standing there looking so lost and I was like yeah, we oh, were. no and you had the little yeah. earning your ears tags and I was like Boy, oh no we, we got to no. do some damage control these kids are lost <laughs> <laughs> oh so it was pity a little bit but then it turned okay. into friendship it was great it's always good when pity blossoms into friendship I think <laughs> so the tale is all this time oh absolutely that's actually the first screenplay for beauty and the beast was that so oh. but obviously yes. the thing that stuck was tale as old as time see what i did there i see it that was incredible cool. way to go me so, <laughs> but, to put as uh, many Disney references as possible yeah yeah but so okay so at the emporium uh mm -hmm. you what did you do there pretty much the same thing i did right yeah. So at Emporium, um, of course, you start out in just general merchandising, you know, registers, customer service, standing out at the door, got your Mickey hand on and waving. Oh, boy. The children Missing. everywhere were joyous. Um, and then I got, um, I had specialty training. So I was runner, which was my favorite. Oh, was just runner. Cool. Blue wow. slacks, blue button down. Mm-hmm picking up hangers all throughout the thing, running Man. over to Tomorrowland, pick up some stitch toys, delivering Far packages. more stressful than people would think, in yeah, my opinion. It was my favorite. I, I oh, wanted to yeah. be runner all day, every day. I know, I know. But and I was. And I was. I do, yeah, no, like I enjoyed being runner, but at a certain point, like especially when it's busy season and it's like, yeah, you know, later. Sorry, Siri decided to pop up again. Apparently, That's saying true. "busy season" is what uh, activates it. But anyway, uh, you know, hangers start piling up, especially in Zone Six, like what used to be what mm -hmm. men's and women's section. Yeah. It's just like, oh gosh, oh gosh, and you got to put them all up. But anyway, uh, just, yeah, runner was a good time. I have it burned in my memory one New Year's where I was I was stocking. I wasn't being runner, but I was stocking, and I had my arms literally like at least a foot's worth of hoodies on each arm. And I oh, took yeah. like one step outside of the stockroom door. Uh -huh. And uh -huh. I had so many guests just like ripping things out of my arms. Yeah. And I was like, I don't have no option. I'm stocking. I have to be on the floor, but with runner, <laughs> with runner, you just go, you just go downstairs and you just type on that little package delivery system and you oh, don't yeah. get attacked. That's true. That's true uh yeah it's a bit like when you walk out on stage and people are hungry for some merch especially if it's like getting colder and they didn't buy any sweatshirts mm -hmm. um it's a bit like i don't know the walking dead or something like that where it's just like a horde of zombies that just attack you and eat yeah. you alive that was morbid <laughs> dark <laughs> but weirdly accurate but oddly accurate yeah uh good times yeah being runner was pretty sweet and somehow you're very incognito with those the blues on. So basically, for those of you that don't know, which will be pretty much anybody that didn't work at the Emporium, um, <laughs> it was just blue. Yeah, what a slacks? What would you call those? Pants? 
I guess what we are, can go with pants. They're very like okay. they're the most generic pants you can think of, and they're yeah. navy blue. Yep. And then just like a blue and white stripe short yeah. sleeve shirt. Yeah, because for some reason they actually had a separation between the men's and women's pants and the women's mm. were just I don't know what human they were making a pattern for because they didn't <laughs> fit anyone. So I would always get in trouble for trying to take the men's pants out of costuming. Did you really? I got away with it sometimes. Nice. I do forget about those little things with Disney. It's like you fall in love with one costume and it's like, okay, mm-hmm. well, it's probably time to turn in these pants. And then yeah. you get another one and it's either like, seemingly the same size just from the tag alone and then no this one actually goes underneath my shoes (laughs) and then there's other ones that again tag says the same thing but no 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 this one uh looks like you're wearing capris yeah fun fact no two articles of clothing are actually the same size at disney costuming wow there is no i believe it i believe it gosh my personal experience but (laughs) uh the other day, and I say the other day lightly because it was probably like a month ago, but you know, these days time is irrelevant. Um, I, you ever just smell something and it just immediately takes you back to whatever. And you're like, what mm-hmm. am I smelling slash in all of a sudden it clicks that happened to me. I don't know what it was that I was smelling. I was just, I was in my apartment. I don't know. Uh, and all of a sudden I smelled something, which, yeah, this is exactly how you want to set up a story, right? Um, no, and it smelled exactly like costuming. And like, as immediately like flooded back to like walking into costuming, going and picking up stuff or stuff, or even like when you first walk into the Utilidor and there's to the left, they had all the, the, um, Mickey, I don't want to say that is a bit killing the magic, but let's say costumes for characters. Um, had that same smell do you know what i'm talking about that costuming smell yeah the compilation of smells i was gonna name was not going to be super complimentary (laughs) go for it um i was gonna say entering the utilidor you always got a really fresh wave of trash Um, breathtaking literally some like bread or french fries that was usually (laughs) sitting like outside of the cafeteria Uh by sweat and mold (laughs) Yes, and the distinct scent of Subway. Yes, mm-hmm. that must be the bread. It The bread, and somehow you can always smell the lettuce from Subway. Lettuce is not mm-hmm. pungent, but the one, <laughs> the one in the Utilidor, it's like, because I remember we would have to stand at the end of the Utilidor mm-hmm. every night because the Emporium would be the last place to close, and you stand and you wait for that bus, bus uh, to come back around which and go catch at, the bus the bus um <laughs> no but like at 4 a.m it seemed like it took days for that guy to get up to west clock and come back and we'd be standing there for i don't know it was probably like 10 minutes but you're just like it's it's you know 4 a.m but it's already 95 degrees uh because yeah. florida and then you're just smelling hot water trash in subway and i don't know not a but there's something, I don't know. It's got some sentimental value, I guess. 
yeah, it's one of those weird things where like you think about it and it's really gross and it's gross at the moment. <laughs> yeah. But it like yeah. at some level it just makes you go, Oh, I miss that. I miss standing and smelling garbage for 10 minutes at 5 a.m. waiting for a bus <laughs> to take me like a hundred yards down the road. Yep. Probably could have walked there by now, but I digress, right? You know, yeah. Safety. Begins with me. Hey. Okay. For those of you that don't know, we got very excited just now uh, because we just named <laughs> one of the four keys at Disney. You remember the four keys? Um, safety, courtesy, show, efficiency. Bingo. She still got it, folks. Amazing. So yeah, I got I got that. What was it? A doctorate? Oh my gosh! Yes, the doctorate <laughs> degree. How did you get that? Is that the one I have? I really don't remember. I should do better. Because they made us, yeah, we had to take a lot of multiple courses. Uh, So so for those that don't know, the Disneyland College program is pretty different from the Disney World College Mm -hmm. program. Um, It's like 400 people compared to like thousands of people. And um, they do, whereas the courses are mostly um, optional in Disney World, they are mandatory at Disneyland. Um, Oh, I didn't know that. You did get some like, we did get some kind of like some forced degrees um, yeah, through yeah. these courses, um, but we did we did have some good classes um, as far yeah. as like just resumes and general like leadership skills. Um, mm-hmm. It's pretty nice. Like as far as like mandatory coursework goes, it it definitely wasn't a bad thing by any means. Yeah, yeah, and cute names, doctorate. Yeah, amazing. Got some sick mouse ears from it, so you know. Hey, nothing to complain about then. Um, Okay, so what do you miss most about working at Disney? Ooh. And then this little girl wants to trade pins with you and is the cutest thing you've ever seen in your entire life. And you ask her, like, oh, what are you going to go do? And she's like, oh, I'm going to go see Mickey. Hey, whatever, right? And that totally turns your day around. And I think those are the things that's like that I, I myself really latch on to um, and really miss. And it's like, I try not to dwell on it too much because you just can't find that in any other job. Uh, it's completely unique to that. Um, but yeah, anyway. Yeah, it's definitely, it's definitely like really hyper specific to a role like Disney. Um, just mm-hmm. because of my current, in my current um, career path, you know, there's, there's no, no one's getting stoked about like my presence. <laughs> They're like, yeah, you're here at work because you're supposed to be. Um, yeah. Yeah. Good job. But you know, when you're just standing on main street and and there's a little kid waiting for a parade and mm-hmm. they just like they're burst literally like jumping up and down because they're yeah. so excited because Mickey's going to come too. floating down the street. Adults too, for sure. Yeah. yeah. It's just, it's so, it's so sweet and so precious. And you just, it's just like, like you said, you could be having the worst day. And then I remember mm-hmm. specifically this one little girl was convinced I was Cinderella and it did <laughs> wonders for my self-esteem. Um, Still carry that with you. I'm talking yeah. about it five years later. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. So with that in mind, right, right. Those kind of customer interactions and things that we just still think about all these years later, what in What's your, I guess, uh, favorite magical moment? And that was probably a, a few, mm-hmm. but what's your favorite magical moment? Ooh. 
I think one of them that always sticks out for me is like, it's something super underwhelming mm-hmm. as far as what I did. Um, but it's the one that kind of always stuck with me and it was working one of the Halloween parties. So Ooh, you know yes. this, My when you're working, working the Halloween parties during the period in which you transition from day guests to party mm-hmm. guests in which oh, yeah. everyone is very unhappy. Uh, that things are <laughs> what are closing. you talking about? They'd love it. so so for those who aren't familiar um when you have like the halloween or christmas parties at a certain point about 4 p.m um we start uh shuffling the day guests Mm non-party guests out the door um get out and often take it well um so that day i was um standing in front of one of the main emporium doors blocking entry for non-party guests um which is always a super fun role and i had this love it I had this family approach me um, and I was actually standing there with one of our managers and I feel terrible. I can't think of her name right now, but she was wonderful. Um, and they stopped and a asked, lot of them. yeah, they stopped and asked us uh, something about something on the map or a question about the party. They bought tickets and not really understood what it was for. Somebody, somebody told them they had to go and they just, they said, okay, bought the tickets and didn't understand what was happening. Um, and they were kind of frustrated. And so I actually stopped and talked to him for probably 15 or 20 minutes mm-hmm. about the different things to do during the party. Where's the best place to watch the parade? Definitely have to watch the Headless Horseman. Um, and just <laughs> yeah. like spent, spent like 15 or 20 minutes just talking to him about the best parts about going to the party. Mm-hmm. Um, and they were actually really angry when they came up to me um, and started talking. And by the end of it, they were so excited. They had the rest of their evening planned out. Um, they were so gracious. They took a picture with me because I had turned, mm-hmm. they told me I had I'd completely turned their night around. Um, and it's just, it's just one of those things where it's like, it's a small, it seems like a small thing. Cause from my end, I'm standing at the door and I'm like, oh, great. Somebody to talk to. And I'm just, yeah. you know, telling them to go make sure they don't miss the parade and go get some candy. Um, but for them, it really saved kind of their evening. Um, mm-hmm. and it was, it was just one of those kind of special things that I kind of, you know, I think about it a lot and mm-hmm. makes me, gives me the warm fuzzies, um, that I was able to make them so happy just by something simple. Yeah. And typically that's, that's how magical moments are for, for on the cast member side, it's something so simple, um, that ends up becoming this amazing story and stuff like that. And, and the ones that stick with us the most, I think if you are seeking out trying to make a magical moment, I, it just, it's not going to be as good in my opinion. And I think that um, all the ones that I can think of off the top of my head, same sort of thing. It's like either I was just going about my day and somebody asked me a question that turned into this amazing conversation slash magical moment or, or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I remember, um, so many times, you know, that even during the Halloween parties, doing the same sort of thing of having those conversations with people that they start out angry, but then you talk to them and they're, they're fine. But, um, you know, like you said, people taking pictures with you, like that's, nobody does that like anywhere else. I wasn't at Whole Foods. People were like, man, that, what a good interaction. Can I get a picture with you? <laughs> it's like, people are just- You rang up my meal so fast. <laughs> wow. You knew that was organic. Incredible. <laughs> I would love a, I would love a selfie. No, but like I think that's a testament to Disney too. Like people are in such a different mindset and openness uh to just human interaction and 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 they recognize when 
I don't know. I don't even know what I'm trying to say, but it's very special. One of the things I remember too, and I, I think a lot of people, they kind of underestimate even what impact they can have on cast members themselves. Mm, um, yeah. I remember there was one time when I was, I was working in, gosh, I want to say Uptown Jewelers. I want to say I picked up uh, a shift on the opposite you side of the street. How dare hey, you? That's where I started. I <laughs> know. I haven't, for, haven't forgotten. <laughs> Um, but I had just transferred back to Florida from Disneyland and I was feeling, I was feeling a little, a little homesick Mm -hmm. for the little pink castle. Um, (laughs) and so much so that I got Anaheim, California on my name tag, just to remember that. I I used to think you were from California. (laughs) (laughs) Um, and I had this family come in and they were in the, the gentleman was decked out in Anaheim angels gear. Um, and yeah. him, it was just him and his wife. Um, and they started talking to me because of the, the name tag and we stood and talked for quite some time. And I ended up just kind of like venting, like not venting to him, but just kind of like spilling my guts to him about how yeah. I was homesick and missing my friends and missing yeah. the Disneyland environment. Um, cause they're very different. Yeah. Uh, and they were so sweet and they just talked to me for the longest time, um, assured me that, you know, one, it was going to be great. Like I was doing mm-hmm. just fine in Florida. Everything was going to go well for me, but, um, I actually got a, they came back at the end of the night and took a picture with me and I still have it. Um, I look at it sometimes. That's cool. Um, and I, I just remember the last thing she told me was you'll come home soon. And granted, I never moved back to California, but <laughs> Um, <laughs> so she was wrong, <laughs> but I have visited multiple times. No, yeah, it was just yeah. really sweet. And I think, I think that's one of the cool things about Disney's is those guest interactions can go both ways. Um, yeah, true. just like, you're yeah. not always making a magical moment for them, but just by having that conversation, they open up to you. True. Too. Yeah. Uh, yeah, totally agree. And for the last probably like four months, I was working at Disney. I was going through quite a bit, like just outside of just in my personal mm-hmm. life, right? And I went to Disney and like work at Disney at that time, just in such a different way. Like I feel mm-hmm. like the beginning of my program and all the different stuff, I was going to Disney because I just really wanted to make that magic. And and that never went away, of course, but I ended up towards the end of my time because I was in such disarray, you know, um, going to Disney and working at Disney kind of craving just those kind of customer interactions because I don't know, like it, it really does turn your whole day around. And and that's a huge part that I don't think enough people talk about is the impact that other guests can have on cast members, not the other way around, you know? Um, and I think about that quite a bit, like just how lucky I was going through what I was going through, but still working at Disney and being able to like, you know, just be a Disney one, but, but to interact with those guests that are just so excited to be there, it, it really does um, remind you of like how special that time was, you know? One of the things for me is I say I got to Disney by a fluke, um, but uh-huh. between, between the time frame of me applying and getting accepted to it and mm. me actually going there, I actually, I had some pretty serious health issues yeah. um, that actually carried me through probably my at least my first year, um, of Disney pretty heavily. Um, I mean, it still impacts me to this day, Mm -hmm. but Disney was one of those things, those interactions with guests and just those little, those little like 
sprinklings of joy that they brought yeah. um yeah. that really made a whole world of difference to me when I was going through kind of those really tough times and and yeah. just not never feeling my best and not feeling great um mm-hmm. you know just having a little kid run up and hug you for no reason yeah. um yeah <laughs> In the COVID world, let me clarify, I was sick. I was not contagious. <laughs> right. It was right. confined to ago. only me. <laughs> this, this was, um, you know, six years ago or whatever. So, yeah. Um, so it just uh, having those little moments really made a lot of difference because, you know, they they say that kind of your mindset really impacts your health as well, especially True. when you're yeah. for something serious. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I do give credit to working at Disney for really helping um, kind of keep that mindset positive when I was going through that. Yeah. Not only, you know, the, the other guests when we're going through tough times and stuff like that, but the other cast members too. I mean, again, without getting too into it, you know, when I was going through my stuff, certainly, uh, all the cast members at the Emporium, you know, and the guests too, of course, were a Mm -hmm. huge part in just getting through that, you know? And I think that that's important for anybody listening. That's just a guest at Disney. It's like, we're obviously human. I say we, like I'm, we're still working there, <laughs> but you know, cast members are, are very much still human beings too. But um, anybody that any guest has the opportunity to make a magical moment, just like we do, you know, I had um, during one of the Halloween parties, there was just this little, little old lady that was there by herself and every cast member she talked to, she had printed up little business cards that, um, just said something oh, wow. about, you know, happy Halloween. Thank you for working. Like you're so appreciated. And she'd hand it to anyone she talked to. And I, I still have it somewhere. Um, when I was, I was having a rough time with, uh, my job a couple years ago, I'm um, just mm-hmm. going through a lot of stress. I yeah. like, like kept it on my person, kept it in my uniform, just because it made me feel a little bit better that at mm-hmm. some point, like somebody had been grateful for the job I was doing. Yeah. I just had no, this it's... like little tangible thing. You know, like being on Main Street all the time and at the Emporium is a huge, huge, amazing thing, right? But it's also can be stressful at times. And where I'm going with this is that during the Christmas party, um, I remember I was just overwhelmed and super busy and stuff like that. And I was stalking zone one. So, you know, that's always a treat uh, pretty much by myself. And I know that means nothing to anybody listening. But what that is, is that's when you first walk into the Emporium, like as you first see it, right, that that extravagant corner and stuff like that of Main Street there at the beginning, um, it has all like the dishware and, and kitchen stuff and all that. But anyway, I was working mug that. Wall. What's that? Mug wall. Oh my gosh, I forgot about the mug wall. Good old times. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> um, but um, it was time for the Christmas party, like the changeover, like you were talking about earlier, right? And I had never seen Disney uh, at Christmas time, to my knowledge. I think I might have gone as a kid, uh, you know, to Disneyland, but I had never seen it before. And so it was time to do like the st- halt. You are not worthy to to enter the Emporium, <laughs> you know, um, you know, to filter out a day guess. And I remember Christmas party started. I'm standing there a little stressed, you know, and, and, and all that. And definitely homesick because it's Christmas time and, uh, it starts snowing on main street. Uh, the castle gets lit up and I remember seeing this little girl on her dad's shoulders, um, 
just looking up at the snow and being like in awe of, and she was like daddy look it's snowing and she's like i here he was like i know sweetheart and, blah, blah, blah. and it's like it's seared into my brain and i remember in that moment thinking that's why i'm doing what i'm doing like it's a small thing to think about like this mug wall looks perfect but it, it's a factor in it and uh that definitely was just what i needed um to get through the rest of that shift one but also just like I don't know. It was just like those little things, man, that I one miss about working at Disney and two uh, cherish, absolutely cherish. So you mentioned earlier that I guess Disney wasn't necessarily on your radar from an early age, like it was for me or, or whatever, right? You just almost kind of fell in your lap in, in a lot of ways, right? Um, that being said, though, now that the experience is behind you, how do you think Disney has kind of changed you as a, as a person? you know, if at all. So I would say I credit Disney, um, with definitely bringing me out of my shell. Um, Mm -hmm. so I've always been very quiet. I still to this day, I'm extremely introverted. Um, so Disney was kind of the catalyst that made me really work on putting myself out there, not just in like a customer service way. Mm -hmm. Um, but actually talking to people in, in a meaningful way and in making friends Um, I, I, you know, I had the same friends since, uh, elementary school, um, hadn't really put myself out there in any sort of way. I was always the quiet kid at school. And, and so Disney kind of gave me a push into, Mm -hmm. I don't want to say giving me a personality because that sounds terrible. (laughs) Um, but just kind of figuring out who I was. Yeah. Um, cause I I I was. It, it was some sort of like level of, even though you're in an internship in Disney housing, you have this kind of level of freedom that maybe you hadn't had before. Um, so yeah. I was going to a really conservative college prior to this. Right. Um, and then going to Disney, it's just this whole other world. And you, you interact with so many people from so many different backgrounds and countries and states and ages. And it just kind of puts you in... Mm -hmm. almost like this pocket of like the whole world in one little spot. Yeah. 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 And it it really helps with your perspective and just how you see things and how you interact with people. Um, I think Disney definitely changed me a lot, but definitely in a good way. Oh, for sure. Like we were talking earlier, right. Um, before we started recording, like how young (laughs) in retrospect we were when we, when we started working at Disney, I was 23 um and at that time very much was I don't think I knew it at the time but didn't know I guess necessarily who I was or who I wanted to be and that whole experience you know it's not just obviously working at Disney it's the people that I was around and everything but that whole experience definitely started getting those things in motion and 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 really I don't know I credit it a lot to that whole experience to to who I am today and a lot of things that I do and and even the people I talk to, you know, still to this day. So yeah, it's, it's huge. It's huge. Let me ask you this, Heather, shifting gears a little. If you could have dinner with Walt Disney, the man himself, what would you ask him or say to him? Ooh, what would I ask Walt? <laughs> this is terrible. The first thing that comes to mind is like, if I'm having dinner with Walt, how did you get here? Um, but I don't think that's the spirit of the question. Uh, <laughs> uh, however you want to take it. However you want to take it. 
You're alive? That's the first question. Oh, so freezing works. Great. Good um, Good to know. No, I think it'd be more just like, um, I don't think I'd have a specific question for him. Mm-hmm. I think it'd just be more of like a conversation of like, you're never going to believe what this turned into. <laughs> in a good way or a bad way? No, like in a good way. I feel like I'd yeah. just be so stoked to tell him about Dole Whip that I'd forget everything else. <laughs> That's the crowning achievement. Forget everything else. Honestly, though, like Dole Whip is, I agree. is, is pretty great. Listen, I'm with you. Uh, you and I, I yeah. have... have definitely slammed down some some dole whip in our day good stuff good stuff yeah, no, stuff. i don't i don't feel like i would have i feel like i'd just be so like overwhelmed that i'd just be like sure sure whip good job man like way to go you did a good thing way to go you might have to dig deep for this one heather oh boy okay but how does disney make you feel disney makes me feel squishy <laughs> not what i was <laughs> expecting Please elaborate. Actually, you know what? You could just leave it there. And that's the end of the episode. Bye. No. <laughs> so for those of you who don't understand, um, squishy all of us. is my word for when I'm just like soppy, sappy, emotional. <laughs> um, I just say I'm getting squishy. Mm-hmm. Uh, so just Disney both, um, but it just, it makes me really emotional because I think of it as some of like the most like exciting and and almost like formative years of my life. Yeah. Um, I met some of the coolest people and had some of the coolest experiences that, you know, so few people are going to get to have. Um, yeah. It just makes me, it gives me the warm fuzzies. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And like, I feel like, Every time you just, I just, just walking on Main Street or even like hearing that music, um, it's just like immediate tears somehow. Okay. Sorry to interrupt, but I'm so glad you said that because I, I think for a while I've thought I'm like, am I the only one that just like, it's not that I'm like always just thinking like, man, I just want to be back there working at Disney and stuff like that. Sure. That'd be cool, but it's not what I'm looking for right now. I think it, it just, immediately i think brings me back to such an amazing point in my life that i immediately get emotional um in the other day uh i don't know what i was i was searching just for like different sound bites and stuff like that for this podcast um <laughs> and one of the things was some di- like main street music and i heard something that i hadn't heard since i'd been there it was just the music and i was like immediately like <laughs> yeah so i get it i get it yeah, I think that's a good way of putting it. It's not necessarily that I, you know, am trying to hop on a plane and move back. It's just that it, it mm-hmm. it's it's such a large imprint on your life that yeah. even something as small as a soundtrack just transports you back to that time immediately. That it just it just like is a flood of you know good feelings and and good memories. That it just kind of it comes in a wave and it it overwhelms yeah. a bit, but in a in a positive way. Yeah. Love it. All right. Last thing we're going to do, Heather, is a lightning round. So some lightning round questions. So kind of talking about some of our Disney favorites. Okay. Okay. So let's start with what is your favorite Disney attraction? Haunted Mansion. Ooh, okay. I dig that. I'm with you. She's classy. Now, does Haunted Mansion make you squishy? 
the stretching room does. Ooh, okay. And a couple, a couple of the specific picture, um, depends on which coast you're on, but there's one where you're, there's the picture of the girl, she's blonde, and then she turns into Medusa hair. Uh-huh. And the kind of lady that turns into a cat lady strung yeah. about. Um, one of my good friends, we were always like, that's us. <laughs> that gives me feelings. <laughs> okay, nice, nice. I Whenever I think of the Haunted Mansion, I think of the tour that I went on when I first started. Uh, so I get a little squishy myself. I'm going to adopt that term, by the way. I'm stealing that. It's mine now. Thank you. You're uh, welcome. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> what is your favorite Disney snack? Dole Whip. Okay, that was pretty obvious, right? Because we just gushed about it, but it's perfect. I'm allergic to the rest of them. So that's a good point. I didn't even think of that. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah you are allergic to, I think, everything besides water and air. Yeah, air is a little iffy. Um, so I keep an inhaler <laughs> around. That's true. That's true. Yeah. Okay, I didn't think that one through. <laughs> I'll be honest with you. But Dole Whip, fantastic. Uh, okay, what about your favorite Disney movie? Ooh, see that mm-hmm. one's so tough. Is it? like the one, the one I watch over and over again. Tangled all day. We're going back to the classics. Just watched it last week. Nice. We're going back to the classics. Give me some Sleeping Beauty. I watched that mm-hmm. on repeat. I cannot believe how many times my parents let me watch that on repeat. <laughs> that and any Disney movie that has like some sort of like pet animal. Like Hunter uh, One Dalmatians, Lady and the Tramp, Bolt. Oliver and Company. <laughs> Is that Disney? Unfortunately, yeah. Oh, awkward. Yeah. John Travolta, who was the first celebrity I met at Disney. Anyway, go on. Um, no, I think that was the end of my answer. Oh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Um, favorite Disney classic character. So from the Fab Five. Oh, Pluto. Pluto doesn't talk much yeah when I when I went when I was little I went twice as a kid uh-huh. um, and the first time I got a Tigger plush who was not of the Fab Five and the second time I went I got a Pluto plushie because he was a dog and I love dogs Pluto's a cool kid I don't know why it's a cool kid Pluto's a cool kid I don't know what happened my mouth moved sounds came out I had no control over what was happening it happens you know a lot. What? You're not wrong. Yeah. So. Thank you. You're welcome. Here's okay. <laughs> what a gal. So Pluto <laughs> is your final answer. You're Pluto, locked in with Pluto. Answer. All right. Cool. I like them. I like all the Fab Five. So there's really no wrong answer, and we're also not looking for right or wrong answers in this. So. What if I if I'd said like mini, you'd be like no false. Absolutely not. Your favorite is Donald. <laughs> Get it right. Yeah, get it right. No, Sorry. I like them all. I like them all. Well, Heather, thank you so much for joining me today. It has been wonderful. So good catching up. Heather, anything else you'd like to say to the to the people about Disney or just about life in general? Um, you know, a lot of cast members are struggling right now. So if you know mm-hmm. any cast members in your life, um, send them some love. Definitely. Um, definitely uh thinking of all the people that um are part affected by the COVID layoffs so just keep everybody Mm -hmm. in your thoughts a lot of people um we're making that their career um so just just think about them send them some love send some light their way 
Well, thanks so much, Heather. Thank you, Mike. Bye-bye. Bye. And there you have it. There is my chat with Heather. Hope you all enjoyed that. I certainly enjoyed talking to her. I just can't tell you enough how great of a human being she is and how great of a cast member she is, too. I mean, working both at Disneyland and Disney World. Come on now. Come on. But she really was uh, one of those people that set the bar high for, I think, everybody at the Emporium, but especially me being uh, new to the game. And, uh, you know, she was the first person that reached out to me and was was a pal. And I will always appreciate that. Again, hope you enjoyed that. Uh, I know we did kind of a deep dive on, on all the feels with Disney and how, you know, guests make us feel and, and what it's like to make magic and all that. And that's what I really love talking about uh, with these kind of conversations with cast members and stuff like that, because um, it's super important. And I love that we talked a lot about how important it is for the guests to make that magic for cast members um, rather than the other way around. You know, a lot of people talk about making magic for guests, but it's equally, if not more important for, for us to feel the magic too. Anyway, thanks again for checking this episode out and giving it a listen. If you liked what you heard, hey, why not throw a review my way? That would be awesome. Again, you can leave voice memos on anchor.fm slash blastfromthecast. Would love to hear from you, hear your thoughts on the podcast, or just to say hey. Again, that is anchor.fm slash blastfromthecast. We will see you, we being me, really, just me. Uh, We'll see you next week with another episode of Blast From The Cast. Have a great week, everyone. Bye-bye.